Welcome to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast. My name is Doug Winters, and I will be your host and trusty guide in attempting to demystify the entire daunting process of planning the perfect wedding. In a casual interview format, I'll be talking to the top industry professionals so you can hear directly from them exactly what it is they actually do. The event coordinators, musicians, florists, dress designers, photographers, and even maitre d's that you'll be trusting to make your wedding an unforgettable experience. And as I remind every couple that I play for, this will inevitably be the most expensive party you'll ever throw, but remember, it's still a party, so try and enjoy yourselves. Let's do the show. Well, this will be great because I can, so I, I advertise on the wedding wire, so I could put the podcast on my page. Oh, absolutely. Oh, terrific. So when people click on to Eileen Smith events, they'll see the podcast and that would promote you too. I love it. Yeah. So oh, that's your that's pie great. chart is going to get grow. It'll go bigger. Okay, that's terrific. <laughs> but we are right at the border of Fairfield County and Litchfield County, so Bridgewater, New Melford, Danbury; those towns are considered uh, Upper Fairfield County, and then Lower Fairfield County is Greenwich, Westport. Stanford, Westport. Yeah, all those towns. Yeah. Okay called the gold coast so i started eileen smith events 10 years ago with the notion of doing not just doing events so events is all-encompassing right you know there's a lot of wedding planners out there and that's their forte and that's all they do is wedding um but i do more than that i do weddings i do fundraisers i do commencements i do uh bar mitzvahs bat mitzvahs i do um birthday parties uh landmark occasion you know whatever whether it's something for 30 people or something for uh 800 people so i really like to call myself more of an an event planner I also design a lot. So someone will come to me, especially brides, with their Pinterest page or their ideas of how they want to have their vision come to life. And from there, I design the look of by the table set, by the lighting, um, you know, adding in certain things that that they wouldn't even consider that might add to the whole ambiance of the of the room or the tent. Can you? Talk to me about Pinterest because that's something that I had never even considered until I started doing this podcast. I honestly thought that was like for teenagers who put up pictures of, you know, Justin Bieber or something. Oh no, Pinterest is is that uh, I love Pinterest. I it's a it's a uh, a source of ideas um, that is just a go to for. It's grown over the last few years, to be honest with you. And most brides do have a Pinterest page, but it's not just for weddings. It's for recipes. It's for decor. It's for furniture. It's for wardrobe. It's for makeup. So it's a it's a very wide base network. But you can you if you have let's say you go onto the Pinterest and you can create boards. They call them, and those boards could be things that. Um, your wedding ideas, you know, and then you go on the Pinterest page and you type in rustic weddings and you can, what they call pin it and you pin it to your board. So you kind of create your own little design board of what you'd like for your, your wedding. And a lot of times brides would share that with me so I can get an idea of what they'd like. And when I do the whole design element, I can, you know, get a better idea of what they'd like. So when they show me these pictures, I'm like, okay, I got it. You know, you want classic clean, you want 
uh, rustic, you want something contemporary. And then from there, I kind of create the, the whole look. It's fun. Eileen and I did a party last year, uh, last summer, that was spectacular. So we've only really met once, and it was just great. It was so, the bride was on the, the dance floor the whole time, which to me is, makes it a successful party. It was great. <laughs> the whole floor was, you did a great job. It oh, was the thanks. whole night. There was there was an, an inch of room on the dance floor. That wedding um, was I was hired by word of mouth, so the client contacted me because the event was truly in Litchfield County, it was close to the Massachusetts border, and it was uh, the it was the bride's great aunt's property, so it had a lot of family connection, and the bride's parents. Uh, had a family home up there, and I believe the bride's father grew up there. So it had a lot of, you know, personal um, interest for the whole family. So, and they, uh, when when I was, when I came on board, I, they just wanted me for month of. Oh, okay. All right, explain that too, because I have a friend that does day of, and then it's month yeah. of. And so month of is basically the, um, but it grew into full because the mother, the bride was just like, this is way, this is way over my head. I need you like for everything. <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Because they were from DC. The bride was from the city. So it was, it really was a destination weekend kind of thing. Right. So what happens with month of is basically the, the bride kind of has everything, all her ducks in a row. She's got her vendors, she's a photographer, the band or DJ. She's got um, the venue, whether it be um, a venue or it's a, a, an outdoor event. And basically they need someone to take that whole p- piece of it and execute it. So month of, and then I do a little extra for my clients. I create timelines for them. I design the layout of the room so they can do table assignments for their guests. And then what I do is I contact all the vendors, usually like two weeks to three weeks before the event, let them know that I'm on board, that I'm the go-to girl person <laughs> for the event for absolutely any issues. Uh, and also I help, Month Of helps with the, um, the ceremony rehearsal. So I help them, um, you know, line up so they know where their place will be the day of. Uh, so I kind of coordinate all the tiny little details and um, make sure that what they want I make sure it's in place. So what their vision is, how the room's going to be set up, if they want their special favor or menu, how they want their place setting to be. So all of that I communicate closely with the with the maitre d or the captain or whoever's involved in the um at the venue or the or the or the caterer. And then um based upon the timeline, I coordinate the whole night in regards to making sure it goes in a, in a smooth fashion. Um, yeah, but so that's month of full event planning is soup to nuts. So they come to me and they're, um, I'm getting married in August or help me pick out a date. I wanted it to be in August. Oh, literally from the beginning. Yeah. Like you're the first person after, after they get engaged, they tell their parents. Yeah. (laughs) What do we do now? And then I help them in regards to the planning stages. This is what we need to be doing today. You know, create your guest list. Let's talk about save the date. Do you want to do save the date? Do you want to? So we go through all those pieces down up until the day of the, of the wedding. Do you suggest that? Yep. No, that's how. No, save the dates. Um, 
Save the date is a card, right? It's another piece of stationery. It could be a card. It could be a magnet. It's it's a fun way of letting your guests know, hey, I'm getting married um, in six months, Um, which is kind of fun. Some people do it. Some people don't. I have this. um, I just got hired for a a birthday party. Couples turning 40. And um, she said, uh, should I send out save the dates? And I was like, well, considering the parties in June, I, we're a little close. Let's just work on the invites. So that, Oh, right. Like yeah. how soon would you send a save the dates? Save six the months? dates is usually like six months or sooner. I mean, six months, six to eight months. And it's just okay. to let people know, hey, we're getting married. So it, it kind of, you know, people sometimes, the magnet's really popular. They'll put it on their file cabinet or their fridge or whatever and it just reminds them that the wedding's coming up it's kind of fun yeah different it's very common now very popular right um and but yeah full event planning is you know i uh find a venue or if they decide they want to do an outdoor tent uh wedding i source out the caterers um you know the photographers uh, they give me their budget, and based upon their budget, I kind of look at different, you know, options for them on on uh, what is the best vendor to to work with. And because I've been doing this for ten years, I have a great portfolio of vendors that I work with. So um, they can relax in the fact that yeah, they may never heard of Doug Winner's band, but Eileen's telling me they're going to be fantastic and not to worry and you know. Right. How much of a deposit do I need to put down, Eileen? So that whole thing, I, that whole piece of it is um, a much more involved process. I, I kid around and I tell, I tell my bride and groom, I said, I actually become your new best friend. And, and That's no joke. Yeah, because we literally talk. Um, what I try to do with all of my events is every week. So earlier you said, how's it going? What are you doing now? And I was like, well... I've got 15 weddings in, you know, booked for the year. So right now I'm trying to get all my vendors, you know, contracted, a timeline, you know, whatever the client needs. So what I basically do is every week I touch base with them. So if I have, for example, I have three weddings in September, but I still touch base with them every week to let them know. These are my updates I've done so far. Have you done this? Um, and it's 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 reassuring for the client to know that, hey, Eileen's got my back and, hey, she's touched, you know, even though I may be super busy at work or traveling, I know that she still has the wheels in motion and things are going. And it it makes for a really cohesive relationship in the planning stages. And I yeah. and if I was I always say to my clients, I always like to put myself in their shoes and what I would expect to hear from from a planner. Oh, that's a good thought. Yeah. Yeah. So even though this is a, a slow time and the season actually hasn't really begun and it's still pretty busy. Yeah, I was actually, before you got here, I was talking with a, a bride just getting married in June and she's, we were working on the whole rehearsal dinner issue and how we're going to solve it and what she doesn't want to do and, you know. Tell me about rehearsal dinners because that's, that's, that, that's a part of the wedding process that I'm not usually involved in. Well, the rehearsal dinner is traditionally the wedding party um, getting together, it's something that's usually hosted by the groom side of the family. And it's something that's done immediately after the wedding rehearsal practice. So the wedding party gets together. Oh, it's a full-out practice. Yeah, we have a full-out par- practice, whether it's uh, the practice is in a synagogue, in a church. Oh, it's at outside, the location where it's going to be. At the location where it's going to be. And okay. then afterwards. So you have to organize that. 
Yeah, that's part. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's I do that regardless if I'm month of or fall. So okay. that's part of my package. Right. Um, and then once that's done, then they go off to have their rehearsal dinner. And at the rehearsal dinner, it's it's an opportunity for the groom's family to welcome the bride's family. There's toasts that are made. Sometimes they'll do a slideshow or a montage of the of the couple. And it's just a really fun night. You can add, add, you could, I mean, the sky's the limit to what you want to do. A, a lot of times what I find, because of the fact a, a lot of my clients are from the city, we turn it into, uh, from the rehearsal dinner, it turns into like a welcome party. So they'll have a, a, a dinner for, it's, you know, maybe 30 people. It could go up as high as 60 people. But then they invite the entire wedding wedding uh, guest list to the welcome party because a lot of people are driving in from the city or flying in. And it's just an opportunity to, to kind of say, hey, how are you doing? Get together, have a drink, have a little bite. And that is very, very popular. So it, it's, it's kind of is a kickoff to the weekend. In regards to the toast of the day of, you know, it's hard to to kind of regulate that, you know, I'll, I'll say to my client, to the bride or the bride's family, let's try and get the, to, you know, the toast down to, you know, under two minutes. Under two minutes. That's what everybody says, but it, it never happens. It never happens. No. no, no. And you know what? It's okay because it's some of the toasts are really, are, are just so touching or hilarious or it, it, it's, oh, I'm so glad you said that because, because when my advice to people always is, Toast can be as long as you want, as long as it's either funny and or heartwarming. It's got to be one of those two. Yeah. Or endearing in some way that involves everybody. The toasts that I find kind of are a little more uh, elaborate is the uh, father of the bride. It's always well, a those are touching, like, yeah. you know, and you can't really, you know. You can't step on that. No, you can't step on that. And I've never seen touching. a really long one of those. Oh, I uh, definitely have. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, and, but there, you know, it brings a tear to your eye. Some of this, you know, there's one one um, father. He actually got down on one knee and he was crying. I mean, it was very, very endearing, and I could almost see in the bride's face, like, "Dad, I want to kill you right now." But he was <laughs> he was just pouring his heart out. It was his only daughter, and you know how special this day was for him. Um, and it was it was very very touching. So it's a, I I find it. I actually I love listening to the toasts. They're always unique and different, and and very engaging. And some of them are hilarious. Some of them are special. Some of them are heartfelt. So, um, but yeah, it's it's hard to to stomp on. I had this one dad, and he's like, you know, I've timed it, and I've got it down to four minutes. I can't make it any smaller than that. It's four minutes. I'm like, it's okay. We'll do it. We'll do yeah. it. <laughs> Until you start to talk, and then it becomes six minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Which people don't think is a long time, but. It, it's it a is. long time. It is a long time. Yeah. You know, because we want to get into the whole dance groove going. So it's, you know, get the evening going. So. And you, a lot of times you'll see it like people holding paper. Now they hold iPads or, or phones and their hands are shaking. Yeah. Let someone else do it. I mean, if you're that nervous. I had a father at one time. He was very nervous. Yeah. And. Um, well, a father's different. Yeah. He got on the dance floor and he had the microphone and he had his papers in the other hand, but he was so nervous that the microphone became an, a, like a, a baton and he didn't use it at all. He was just circling oh, it around. Oh, just twirling it around. Yeah, like raising his, you know, using it as an extension of 
his expression of his of his uh, hand motions. It was hilarious. And his paper stood still. His paper stood still. <laughs> he talked, and you know, you'd get it in, in and out as his, as his hand was, you know, swinging around talking about his daughter and his new son-in-law and stuff. It was hilarious. Do you prefer tent weddings? I don't know why I always associate Connecticut with tent weddings. I think it's like that, the the wedding that we did last September together, you know, it had a special connection with the family. It was became a destination wedding, really. Yeah. They made it a weekend. You know, people drove, it, drove in on Friday, got it at Airbnb or stayed at a local inn or whatever, and, you know, made it a, a, a fun weekend. Now, is that part of your... Let's, let's go with the all-encompassing Eileen Smith package. So if the first thing they tell you is we want to have it in this place, it's three hours away from the nearest person who's going to be there. Um, you have to say, okay, we need, there has to be at least hotels or Airbnbs or in the area. Arrange that, yeah. Or is that up to everybody individually? That's not up to you to arrange. Yep. If I'm, oh, if I, Yeah, if I come on full board, then I, then I need to research accommodations, um, where they can stay, figure out transportation, how to get them from point A to point B. Now, um, if they're all staying in the hotel, in the same hotel, obviously that's much easier than you just have a bus. Totally, yeah, yeah. Um, there was a wedding that I did uh, last September, and the um, the grooms um, actually were close friends with Melissa Manchester, who actually performed oh, at, wow. the, at the wedding. But it was very important that we got uh, Melissa Manchester taken care of in regards to her sound equipment. So that whole piece I was involved with to make sure, you know, with her tech guy and with my sound guy that I hired, um, that we were on the same same level. The other thing was is um, she needed to practice. So she flew in from wherever she flew in, and she practiced on Friday to make sure, sure the sound was good. And I'm glad she did because she she wanted a grand piano, which we got. We rented one. This is all outdoors, too. We had it on a beautiful oh, stage wow. outside, beautiful background. But we had to make sure that the piano was perfect because the ceremony was obviously the next right. day. Right, and then the floor, I think one of the things we had talked about in the past about um, tent weddings is the flooring. So if, it's gonna, if you're going to have a six-foot or a ten-foot grand piano, it's got to be level yeah 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 that whole and a good thing we did have the practice because one of the pedals of the piano was sticking and um the person that i got the piano from he was from westport i i called him up and i was like you got to come back because he had just dropped off the piano oh well not just because he had to tune it and everything yeah yeah i said you got to turn around and come back because the pedal's sticking oh it was working when he was there and so yeah it was working and then you know he, he actually was thrilled because he got to meet Melissa Manchester, but, um, (laughs) but you know, things like that, you know, one thing I always say to myself and my staff, I said, we always have to expect the unexpected and be able to be so proactive. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah. So uh, I do a lot of outdoor events. I, it's actually my specialty doing outdoor events with tenting and whatnot. And one thing I like to be clear with them is they know all your options. So, we're we're assuming it's going to be a spectacular, sunny, perfect weather. Of course, soft, warm breeze day. <laughs> um, but sometimes that doesn't happen, and then we have to put in what I call Plan B or the rain option, and that's usually decided. Literally, it could be the day of or the day before, and that has to be implemented. 
and you know that's a piece that I get very much involved with so and they know that expense and like I did a wedding uh, at this beautiful historic house up in Bethlehem and it was a tented wedding um, and it was pouring rain that morning just Uh, pouring which is the worst time because it's when you're setting up yeah so we our rain plan at that time because the tent was large enough that we were going to do the ceremony on the dance floor Oh, okay. That's smart. So, um, and we had pushed back all the the tables. Right. So we were literally. It also means the band can't set up. Right. Early. Yeah. Thankfully, it was a DJ. Okay. So we, it, yeah, that was yeah, that was a plus. Otherwise, we would have had to uh, get a a bigger tent uh, or an additional tent to add on to the main tent. But anyway, what happened was is again when I said expect the unexpected. It is. It was probably forty minutes before the wedding, the start of the wedding ceremony. Guests were arriving. The bride was in the house. Had it stopped raining. And it stopped raining. All right. And um, we had already gone with Plan B. We were setting up the chairs. The floors had the archway in place. It was all decorated. You know, we were almost green light go. And the best man came up to me, and and he's like, "It stopped raining." He goes, um, Jeff wants to do this outdoors. He wants the ceremony outside. And I was like, we have 30 minutes to do this. And on top of that, the DJ had his sound equipment all set up under the tent for the ceremony. Um, Actually, it wasn't the DJ. It was a trio. A trio was playing. So they were all set up. So then the groom came under the tent and he said to me, Eileen, I, he goes, the sun's out. He goes, we got to do it outside. And I said, okay. I said, I, I need help. Wasn't the ground muddy or anything? It was, um, it was, so we had already had the, the benches were already set up. Um, oh, okay. So you just had to wipe them down. We had to wipe them down. So we, I said, you got to give me 20 minutes and then we'll be able to do the ceremony in 10. So we needed like 20 minutes to do every, and everyone came on board, the wait staff, the band members, um, the groomsmen. Oh, that's they were like, cool. Yeah, and it was this huge wooden archway, and we had to you know, trace it down from the tent down into this really pretty valley. And it actually was spectacular because the sun, literally the sky just opened up, and the sun was streaming down on the property, and the gardens at this place was extraordinary. So as the processional started, the the way the sun was shining on the flowers and the plants, it actually just made everything glisten from the from the raindrops. Oh wow! It was it was spectacular. So just tell me a couple of things about a tent wedding as opposed to a hotel wedding. I'm trying to think of a hotel in the city that does a lot of weddings, like the, like the Mondrian. Yeah. Uh, where everything, where well, you, the plaza, the the, plaza. yeah, having okay. a wedding at the plaza. So you, you come in, here's our package, the cocktail hours at five, dinners at seven, and you have to be out by 10. You can, you can make it as personal as possible, but because of the fact that you're paying a very nice price per, per head, a lot of times brides will take what is included in the price. Um, but you can still, you can still, you know, you know, upgrade it however way you want, but it sort of is, I don't want to say cookie cutter, but it's, it's an an inclusive rate where the ambiance is sort of already existing. You can probably add, 
make it a little different by adding some uplighting or gobos or or different color linen, but it's pretty much um, the ambiance is, is there. Whether- yeah, one of my favorite places in New York is the Metropolitan Club, and they all do have the same feel. Right. Um, it's always unique and it's always great because the guests are always different, but I know what you're talking about. It does have a like a stamp on it. It doesn't exactly. make a cookie cutter in a bad way. No, not at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, having a wedding at the plaza is not cookie cutter in any way. But, right. Exactly. So with an outdoor, an outdoor event. It is what you make it. It is what you make it. You don't have to be out by 10 or 11. You can stay as long as you want, as you like. Um, <clears throat> except for the sound. Except for the sound. But a lot of times, like people will do what they call a late night snack or late night party. So after the band leaves or the DJ, they, right. they bring out their own little system or I rent a little system for them so that the, the core group of 20 people can hang out and go around a bonfire, have s'mores and, and chat it up till 3 a.m. Um, so you, that kind of is a, is a, a big draw is to having an outdoor event. And it's like I say, when I design events, you start with almost like a, a, a blank um, picture canvas. Well, that's why I was thinking that a tent wedding might be more for a creative person, more magical because you can literally, the sky's the limit. Right. The literally, sky's the sky's the limit. L- literally, <laughs> the sky's the limit. I mean, you could do, um, I did a wedding uh, last Memorial Day, beautiful, uh, also up in Litchfield County, um, up near Lime Rock Park, and beautiful home they had. Um, it was their country home. They were from the city and it was her sister's wedding. And it was a very small, intimate wedding with like 60 people. But I designed it where it was just this giant, long farm table. We had these really cool bistro lights just swagging over the table. So the table was probably about 60 feet long. It was spectacular. Wow. 60 feet long. Yeah, it was spectacular. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, so there's different way. You don't have to get a tent if you're having, you know, granted if it, we are rain plan because their home was so large, we, we were going to move it inside. If it was going to rain, we'd still be able to make it happen. So we didn't have to run a tent. Right. But when you have really big, what if it suddenly happens, it suddenly starts raining. Um, well, you run inside. I swear to God, when it's days before an outdoor event, I have like all the different, um, forecast websites up, you know, seeing where the fronts are coming in. And so, yeah. So I kind of calculate based upon what I see, whether or not it's going to rain. So, you know, a lot of times I say, okay, if it's saying it's a 20% chance of participation, we're good. But if it's saying it's a 50 or 60% chance of precipitation, let's wait a day and see. It's, it's crazy. But normally I tell my clients, I highly influence you in your decision on whether we decide to go with a rain plan or not. Now, how long in advance do you have to rent a tent? Sometimes it's the day of. So when we negotiate with the tent company uh, on the day of the event, we do have what's called a rain plan in place. And a lot of times the tent companies will request a deposit to hold that inventory. So if we know that it's going to rain, um, that deposit is is securing is giving the client the security that hey we've got a backup if it's going to rain but you have to pay a price for it so they usually request a non refundable deposit of sometimes it's sure because they're holding it out for you and they could yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so um, but that's the whole like there was one time where 
there was a sudden storm that came in. You know, my my uh, weather people were wrong. <laughs> and it was <laughs> 12 noon. The ceremony was going to start at, um, I think it was 4 o'clock. And our rain plan was to bring in a ceremony tent uh, because the dinner tent wouldn't be able to accommodate what we wanted to accommodate. The dance floor was, it just wouldn't work. So I arrived at the property at... Um, at noon and I went out to the, the groom came out and I said, we got to go with the tent. And, um, I, the tent company, again, that relationship that I have with my vendors, I called them up and I go, you got to bring this tent up. And they were about 90 minutes away. And oh, they, wow. And they did it spectacular. I mean, unbelievably, like it was unbelievable. People were like the, the bride's father turned to me and he goes, I can't believe you guys did that in two hours. I'm like, well, I wanted to say to myself, either do I, but, um, but we did. It was fantastic, and it went really well. So a lot of people think that if you're having an outdoor event, the tent has to be subfloored, and that's not the case. So usually, All right, all right define subfloor. So a subfloor is basically um, putting down a complete floor made out of plywood, or uh, and then on top of that, you would put carpet or astroturf, or sometimes people even put down real floor. Um, and that becomes the the floor to the, the the to the tent. That is extremely expensive. And that's all jobbed out to the tent company. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if it happens, like if there's a piece of property where, listen, I have to have this wedding here, you know, and it's a, a it's a ski slope. And <laughs> yes, we can make that happen, but it, we have to put in a floor. I this goes back a few years. But I did a wedding where he lived on uh, Lake Candlewood, um, beautiful home, and his back door, he wanted the wedding reception on his, in, in his backyard. His backyard was literally a ski slope down to the water. So we actually erected a, a subfloor that was 50 feet by 90 feet. And it was ground level on one side, and on the far side, it was probably 15 feet off the air, off the ground. It was crazy. You know, it was, like those houses in East Hampton, or yeah. you see in the Calif in yeah. California. Yeah, and, and it stilts. was yeah, and we had to drape the outside of it because you you know on the side that was 15 feet, it was all scaffolding, and so we had to make it look pretty too. But and that, also, you don't want someone drunk. Yeah, no, we had <laughs> to. Yeah, the, when, then you have to get you know. To code requirements too when it comes to that so we had a railings up and everything like oh that. they have code okay. oh yeah, yeah yeah didn't think of that yeah but um that's rare that i that i do that uh majority of the time and they also know that in advance they know that it's oh, going to yeah. be a big oh yeah yeah so a lot of times when we do the inspection of the property they were like we really want to have the wedding here what do you think can you come check it out and i'll go with um the tent company and we spec it out um, because I've done so many outdoor events, um, I, I personally, you know, if it's an initial inspection, I'll do it by myself. And then I'll say, you know, let me get a pro in just to make sure we're on the same page. But usually by looking at the property, you can say, oh, this is meant to, meant to be. Or, listen, we could do this, but, you know, I would recommend getting in a subfloor. So that's when we kind of evaluate and we start talking about numbers and, and um I find in the last couple of years, everything is very much um, 
predicated on budget. So I, I love to work with clients where their budget is very generous. Um, but that majority of my clients aren't that. Um, so majority of the time I have to work with what they want to spend on their wedding. Should we talk about numbers? Like what, what is considered, uh, like for X number of people, like, like what does a wedding, a full wedding cost? I mean, I know what I charge. I, I don't even know what florists charge. I don't know what photographers charge. I, I don't know what party planners charge. Well, uh, there's a uh, like, organization called the Connecticut Wedding Report, and it's very um, it's very skewed because it's it's giving you a recommendation of how much a a, a wedding in Connecticut costs, which is you know if you're have oh you're, to the lower end yeah if you're getting married in Greenwich a wedding in Greenwich is going to be a lot different if you're getting married in Torrington Connecticut, um, but. It, it could differ depending upon what you're going to do, but they're saying like an average wedding is uh, for about 125 people. It'll cost you $35,000 and that's everything. That's an average. That's an average, their average. What's your interpretation of, of what it would cost? Um, for I am, closer to 50. Yeah. 45 is, is a good, good price well, or, or even 60. 60, between 45 and 60. And that's, you know, really, you know, doing that's wedding ceremony and reception outdoors. So that changes if you're doing it at a venue. So at a venue, they may charge you anywhere from 100 to 150 per head or more. And gratuity. So gratuity is always optional. But a lot of times in this industry, it's really not optional. You know, it's not really optional. <laughs> Sometimes uh, certain caterers will say, "Listen, um, I'm I'm charging you forty dollars for waitstaff per hour, and that includes tip." Today, waitstaff is anywhere from thirty to thirty-five an hour, which is a lot more than what you would ever consider doing at a restaurant. But yeah, this oh, is sure. off-premise catering, so it's a whole different ball of wax. It's it's a lot of hard work. A lot of hard work. So and you I, have to hire people that you know. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I last time we interviewed, I tell I told you I wear a Fitbit on my events. Yes, that was uh, that that story has, has gone has got legs. Uh, <laughs> so I it I my daughter bought me a Fitbit a couple of years ago and for kicks uh last year I started wearing it at events and I average anywhere from ten to fifteen miles per event. That is incredible. And, you know, when you're on your feet for 12 to 14 hours and you get back at whatever time, um, you know, one of my um, rituals is I sit down and I put my feet on a bag of ice for about 20 minutes. I've, I've heard that yeah. before. Yeah. It yeah. really helps. It really helps. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're still all jazzed up from the night and you can't sleep anyway. So it's... Do you wear special shoes for that? I do. Yeah, I do. I went through a lot and I actually ended up with a, a pair of shoes. You know, I, I, I bought the $200 shoes and they would kill me at the end of the night. And I ended up buying these pair of shoes that cost me like, I don't know, 20 bucks. And they're like the best thing I've ever worn. So go figure. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't walk, go around wearing, you know, four inch heels or something. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I'd kill myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
So most of your time is spent sort of chasing down people, saying, okay, we got to get to the church. we got to get back to, to the cocktail hour. we got to get you from the hotel. we got to get you back to the hotel. Sort of chasing everybody around, or is it more, much more organized? Uh, it's much more organized. So everything um, in regards to um, majority, actually most of my events for this season, everything is already in play. So we've already oh, have wow. we already have if it's an outdoor event we already have our tent company we already have our lighting we already have our band or or our DJ we have our floors everything is pretty much in place and secured um, if it's not secured we're in the process of putting down the deposit to secure them and that is a big reassurance for the client to know that all that is taken care of. So now, basically, it's just kind of fine-tuning the timeline. Um, you know, a lot of times I wait on the transportation because I don't know how many people we're actually transporting. You know, sometimes people decide, hey, I'm going to drive my car, or, yeah, I'll take advantage of the shuttle at the hotel. So that piece, we will kind of wait till we're a little closer. Um, now, what do you do when people take Airbnbs? They're, they have to... They don't have cars, right? Or they take their drive their cars from one place to the Airbnb. They can, yeah, yeah, they can. I, the wedding I was telling you about with Melissa Manchester is one of the guests. Um, it was up in um, Litchfield Hills on um, really pretty lake called Lake Warmog, and there's no hotels up there. There's and limited B and Bs and breakfasts. So mm. the majority of the guests were either staying at this one hotel or one in on the lake, and the rest of them were staying at Airbnbs. So we actually um, had the shuttle go from, we scheduled it, so they would pick them up from the, each location wow. to bring them back to the... Thank God for Airbnb, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it works, and then, you know, it gets a little complicated because, you know, what if they're not ready? <laughs> so, yeah, and it happens. And that holds up the next one, and it holds yeah. up the next one. Yeah, so it's it's uh, it gets a little complicated but usually the day of whether it's one bus driver two bus drivers or three they can't go anywhere until they call me and i tell them to to go so it's a it's a it's like it's a production so yeah. it's very organized the day of we have all of our ducks in a row and um you know actually the day of the event is actually fun because everything is already in play in, in your mind there must be a checklist and say okay we got past that part, hurdle we got past that yeah one. no it just you know it's just the excitement of the day and there's no more you know decisions to be made it's just making it happen and it's you know it's really fun because you you engage with the guests and the family and everyone looks so pretty and you know it's it's a lot of fun the little kids in their cute little outfits if they have kids at the wedding yeah i remember at that party we did together i, I was i came like two three hours early just because i yeah. like being places early yeah and i took pictures of the bride remember i, I sent them to you and to the bride uh she was like sitting on a swing Oh, with that's all right. of her bridesmaids, beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And the father was just standing off to the side, and he happened to be in the picture. Yeah, and the house was—you did the ceremony, uh, the cocktail music. Yeah. And we couldn't find a, a plug in this right hundred-year-old house. Yeah. Right, and we <laughs> and you found something against the wall. Yeah. You know, like it's just a regular wall outlet. Yeah. But you know, I had extension cords, and that's what you have to plan. You have to plan so much. Yeah, it's just incredible. It was a, it was a, it was and it spectacular night. It was just a beautiful fall. It was warmer than normal. 
and it was just that was a really perfect. magical night that it, it was it right. really was yeah they had a blast and um i just remember at the end of the night um it was so dark remember how dark it was, it was so dark dude I, I told you i got lost going out of there yeah right yeah. there was no cell service right and this was it's three hours outside of manhattan so it's not like it's no street lamps. No street lamps. Yeah. You're in the middle of the woods. You might as well. I felt like you know pulling over on the side of the road and just you know falling asleep until the oh, morning. I know. But yeah. even then, I wouldn't have had cell service. I would yeah. still be driving around. And you had to walk a little bit to get to where the parking was for staff. So at you know at two o'clock in the morning, I've got my phone. Yeah, the phones. Are, thank God that <laughs> phones have. Whoever thought of you know Steve Jobs or whoever thought of putting a phone, uh, a flashlight on the yeah. phone. Yeah. 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 But no, that was a great party. Yeah. And you're going to try and get that written up? In, in... I'd like to. Yeah. Yeah. I So far this year, I've got two publications, which is great, of uh, weddings I did last year. Right. That's good. So that's really, really the creativity. That's where Eileen Smith, the artist, comes out. Yeah. No, I love doing that. You know, like a lot of people, like a, 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 a bride will say to me, like, I'll say, I got it. I know exactly what I'm going to do. We're going to get a blah, 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 and we're going to do this. And they're like... How do you do that? <laughs> you, I can see it. I said I can see it. I can really see it. We can, you know, I'll I'll, I'll draw it up, but we can totally make this happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's fun. So you're really making dreams come true, honestly. As, as corny as that sounds. Yeah, no, totally. Try, try to and, and try to go beyond their expectations. I mean, you know, you know, making making sure that that day is they don't have to worry about a thing and they just can totally enjoy themselves. Yeah. And, and knowing that I've got their back, you know, we, for absolutely anything, whether it's for the, any issue with the vendor or let's say one of the guests, you know, have to leave early, anything, we take care of it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Well, Eileen, thank you so much. Thanks. This has been lovely. Thanks, Doug. It was a pleasure.